Welcome back to episode 26 from the boys here at Back to Cat Miracle. Lockdown to the autumn stroke winter edition. Gentlemen, since we last got together, uh, what have you been up to? Let's start with uh, the onesie wearing Dan Hewitt. Right, well, I did a lot of onesie wearing, in fairness, because I had uh, I had two weeks in lockdown. Now I've got, an, well, it's, now I've got another sort of two-week period with my children, so I've done a lot of onesie wearing, actually, now that you mention it. Um, what I've been up to, some uh, top-secret stuff I can't talk about on the show yet, unfortunately. Oh, come on, uh, pissing uh, me off now. Yeah. <laughs> no, sorry. Um Breaks, usual stuff, picking you know, bits, bits and pieces here and there. I haven't hit anything in breaks, which I say every time. I hear uh, every time I do this, because Steve doesn't pull me anything. Um, started a rainbow actually. Picked up a few uh, a few cards from Phoenix Daniel Jones cards. I'm sure they'll be worth a fortune in the future if we listen to uh, if we listen to Ryan's opinion on him. <laughs> <laughs> Picked up enough different ones to to start a rainbow, so I'm on the lookout for the one on one. If it isn't going to doesn't cost me an arm and a leg, because I, I might bear bear Ryan's opinion in mind <laughs> and not go overboard on it. I think. What have you been up to then, Ryan? Picked anything up, or are you still just busy sorting out uh, selling your palatial home? Yeah, that's not working out as planned. Um, clearly, because um, uh, I was hoping that I'd have built my studio by now to. Uh, record podcasting, but no, um, no, I, I, I got my GISI back over, so obviously loads and loads of uh, Project 2020, so we'll talk about that later. Um, if I'm honest, like the football side of things in terms of um, collecting has gone a little bit like the Titan season, like started out with so much promise and then it's gone a bit flat, and uh, so I haven't really done loads of stuff with football, and I think uh, Newsflash. Um, I think that might continue for a little while. Okay. There's seems to be plenty of Titans coming out in breaks. I'm watching. Is uh, is your Darrington Evans PC taking a bit of a backseat? Yeah, Darrington Evans is taking a bit of a backseat, and that's more kind of like just rearranging football wise because he's just he's not up to speed yet. And we brought in a lot of running backs. Deontay Foreman obviously came in. Um, so just sort of being a bit cautious, mainly because. I suppose a bit like with Russia Penny, like Brian, like if I, at these prices, at these box prices, it's just not worth it. I could probably wait to complete a lot of the collections next year um, when, uh, when his stock is down. So it's more just more of a tactical thing rather than uh, interesting. Okay. Excellent stuff. Uh, yeah. Let's move on to the, the West London side of the, the threesome here. Not a threesome in that way. Never will be. Thankfully. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I bought into quite a few breaks uh, when Spectra came out, chasing uh, Russell Wilson Super Bowl card and Cam Chancellor card as well. Um, I think I'm putting the guys at Buck City Breaks, I think I'm putting their kids through college this month because I've <laughs> paid quite a lot to their breaks. Hit Did okay, but nothing special. Ended up buying the Cam Chancellor card I wanted <clears throat> Excuse me, on, their, on eBay as such. And... As the boys know, I don't know where we talked about the last show. I went through my um, Prism Seahawks breaks from last year. I had um, a, a box of what was base, about 15 or 16 packs of base cards, uh, which I'd not gone through. And 
I <laughs> readily admit I almost threw away at work about two months ago. So I'm never going to sort through these. Uh, but I sorted through them, pulled out. There were, I think, what, 29 DK Metcalf rookie cards. And they are now selling because of his uh, phenomenal season, which uh, he is turning to a superstar before everyone's eyes. They're selling, they went from $20 to $25 to $30. They're now selling between $50 and $60 a pop. This is just not a prism card, just the base rookie card. So 29 of those. Uh, I put a bunch up for sale on the American Seahawks group that I'm in, along with two numbered cards. And there was probably, uh, what was it? Yeah, 14 of the base cards and two numbered cards, including a nice cracked ice out of 99. Uh, eBay comparisons, you look at about $1,350, maybe $1,400. And I took, because it's a Seals group, it's like, well, is what it is. I took $775 for it. And being a nice guy, they were all came fresh out of, out of packs. Well, they were, they were in like team bags and stuff, but they I quick look at all of them. None of them were marked at all. Sleeve, top loaded, put them in there. Spent about 30 quid on sweets and stuff to send out this guy because he had like grandkids and this that, and the other cost me uh i thought it was two and a half kilos at the, the post office it could go up to 35 quid it turns out with two kilos so i ended up paying 50 quid to send this sodding parcel out there a couple of weeks ago turn up guy says yep yeah, it's great thanks very much next day messaged me and the boys have seen the messages saying oh oh no 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 i'm not happy with this every single card in there is scratched you just sent me the you don't want to get graded so he's now returning them. Now, something smells here, and I'm not talking about Dan's onesie after seven days without a shower, because I know those cards weren't marked. I'm going to be interested to see what comes back. He wants a refund. Now, I think there's a possibility that he's taken four, five, maybe six of those cards out that were in perfect condition to get graded, and thrown some scuffed shitty ones in and send them back to me if that's the case so be it live and learn don't you but i i'm uh i'm not overly impressed with that to be honest with you but but what can you do guys what would you do in my situation let's go with the clean version not the ones you suggested i should do a couple of nights ago i, I think being straight up um i think you've got to kind of deal with it as as pro- professionally as you can not so much because um, in my opinion, I think you're getting feels like you're getting scammed. So it's feels like it's a miss, but more for the fact that where it's come from, if you know what I mean. Um, I, I know the, the the group you're talking about, and and you're a big part of that. And I think that if you just went now nah, up yours, you're not having your money back. Then I think that could damage your standing within the group more than what possibly losing losing some money woods than trying to handle it professionally if you know what i mean yeah yeah i am <clears throat> i am doing it professionally you know i'm gonna refund the guy when i come back but those cards weren't marked so i've gone through uh the rest of the ones that were here today and looked through and i can't see any scratches on any of them but for the guy to say that all 16 cards are sent were scratched up and i've sent him the shit i think it's basically it's taken the piss so but he can, he can have his refund. I'll keep them. And if DK continues on the, the path that he's going, in 10 years' time, they'll be worth 
even raw, even if they were scratched, they'd still be worth about $150, $200 each. So play the long game. Um, we just suck it up and take it. But yeah, I do think there's a fair chance that I am being uh, turned over in some way. But live and learn. Karma's a bitch and all that, as they say. So so we'll see. Could just uh, be a bit biased remorse. It could be. You it know, imagine, I mean, you said he got grandkids, must have a wife. Um, <laughs> we all know what women are like when you say I'm just going to spend $700 on <laughs> a few bits of cardboard. So you never know. You might get exactly the same thing back as what you sent, which which would work out for everybody, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. But then the guy's got, <clears throat> he has got like an Instagram page and on there he's got like Russell Wilson Superfrax and stuff like that. He does do, do a lot of grading. So uh, if I am being tucked up, so be it, but... but we just move on. I will not forget it though, and it has put me off dealing with people in the states again. To be honest with you, so. But what can you do? Oh, then there was my other pickup that <clears throat> uh, obviously can't go out to Seattle this year. The sad thing is, I should be right now in Seattle. I should have been flying out today. It was back in April to go uh, to Seattle, watch the Huskies game at the weekend, go to Hawaii for a week, come back, watch the Seahawks destroy the Giants, which is going to be. Very satisfying in 10 days' time. Another few days there, watch another college game come back, but that was cancelled uh, due to the travel restrictions. So that's not happening. But so, yeah, previous trips, I always go to DJs and Renton. DJ has appeared on one of our early episodes, really good guy. Uh, January time on his website, he advertised, as he does most days, he puts cards up. And there was a DK Metcalf Immaculate uh, Auto out of 25 which was up for $30. And that was cheap at the time, though, going for about 60 or 70 then. And I said reserve it for me with another couple of cards out there. Messed them a couple of weeks ago. Yep, same price. Those cards are now selling for $375 a time. So so that's nice, but obviously it's PC and it's not stuff that I'm going to move on, even though I've got a couple more. I did move a couple of DK cards on tonight, <clears throat> uh, which I had duplicates of. Uh, the boys here had to vouch for me to make sure that I was above board and wasn't ripping anyone <laughs> off. So a couple hundred quid, which well, comes to it, they're about 260, 270 quid. So I'm going going under eBay comps as well. But yeah, it's time to, if I've got dupes and stuff, loads of them, I think it's about time the market being higher. It's time to to move, uh, move a few bits and pieces on, especially as I had a rather drunken purchase last night <laughs> away from cards. Somehow I've managed to spend quite a lot of money on a new car. So, uh, yeah, don't drink and browse the internet, gentlemen. It's, it's not good for you. Right, let's move away. Car, uh, it's <laughs> a, a four-series BMW. It's uh, right. 17 plate, only got 18,000 miles on it, so that's really nice. So, I was, I was oh. hoping for something a bit more midlife crisis Well, a Mustang. <laughs> I had my midwife crisis for my strippers about 10 years ago, mate. I went early build on that. So <laughs> Nice car, half cash, half finance. So it's like, uh, job done. All need a little bit of uh, treat ourselves every once in a while, don't we? So if you boys didn't have kids, you'd be doing the same. I know you would. So Yeah, probably. <clears throat> right. So. Let's, let's move away from, from my, my sad single life. And on to what's been happening in the hobby world. A lot of new releases. Uh, let's start there, actually, and, and say what we think what's come out. I know previously, 
uh, in two previous years, actually, we've all three of us have kind of slated Phoenix and said it's absolutely crap. Phoenix released again about two, three weeks ago. Gentlemen, what's our opinions on, on this year's Phoenix? Do you think it's improved? Let's start with uh, Ryan. Yeah, because a lot of people have sort of been talking about it and saying that, you know, how much nicer the, the design is this year. It looks bolder but cleaner. Um, and I'll, I'll be honest that um, I probably agree that it's still it's, it's nicer than last year's product. But it's still um, not. <clears throat> it's not really one for me personally. Um, but I would agree with the with most of the comments that I've seen from people that it looks a lot nicer than it has done in previous years. So well done, Panini. They've improved the product, but it's still not not one of my faves. Um, it's 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 okay. It's in the middle of the road. Um, and uh, but well done on improving it. Dan, what's your opinion, mate? Similar to Ryan, I mean, I've just just been in a break of it, um, but and and similar to similar things to Ryan, yeah, it's it's improved from last year. It's not my favourite. Uh, I think. Well, can we go away? I know, I know that people love it, but can we go away from the whole sort of uh, chromey thing? You know, there's a place for it. Don't get me wrong, uh, but there's a place for paper. At the same time, let's make some nice paper parallels without them being without them being massively massively chromed because everything is just merging into one. You know, you could probably get away with having one of Prism, Mosaic, Phoenix. You've got Optic, you know, and they're all just becoming a little bit much of a muchness. Dare I say it? I've got to agree with you, Dan. I think that's the problem that I'm suffering from. Once you when you squeeze it in between these Optichrome products, it's not that you've got a bad Optichrome product. It's just it's squeezed in between all these other Optimone products, and it, it, it's just so it, it it's just getting a bit bit much. I agree, I absolutely agree. Yeah, I'd echo that. I think Phoenix has definitely come on. It's never going to be a product that appeals to any of us guys on this show. But you have to give Panini full marks for, for listening to criticisms and improving the products. So that's good. Uh, Dan brought up the next subject we're going to touch on here, which is Mosaic. Uh, Mosaic seems to have gone absolutely mental over in this country because Panini UK have been selling it. Uh, people have been able to, to purchase uh, boxes and... Was it just blaster boxes or can you get the hobby boxes over here, guys? I, I missed out. So. Uh, blasters and... Um... The rat packs, was it? Rat packs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think you boys bought a couple. Yeah. Uh, I was, I think they sold out within an hour or so. I was on, on night, so I missed out on that, but hey ho. Uh, guys, what did you think of the product when you, it came to you and you ripped it? Was, was it a fair price and do you actually like it in hand? Is it a fair price? Uh, is, uh, it was a fair price purchase from Panini UK which is something else we'll touch on. It's not a fair price anywhere on the secondary market. <laughs> um, it's just not. <laughs> it's, it's, it's certain parts of it look nice if you're into the whole shiny, shiny, really, really optochrome, really shiny type thing. Uh, it's, it's very in your face. Um, 
it's it's all right for what it is, but like I say, it just feels again another uh, another one another one slipped in. Um, the the British price from Panini UK, though, in my opinion, was 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 fine. It was bang on um, in terms of well, it's cheaper that you can buy it on the secondary market in America. So good work. You got a few packs in your mind. Did you uh, like yeah. the ones you ripped it? Nope, I've not ripped them yet. They are they are here waiting for Christmas calendar. So that's when the mosaic will come out. Um, I said in the last show, so anybody that thinks I'm talking bollocks, you can go back to watch the, the, listen to the last show. I said that mosaic would be big. I said that it would be a massive product this year. Um, and not just because it's, uh, it's shiny and people love shiny shit, right? It because it has already a reputation of being a big product in terms of being able to hit those big cards, those big parallel cards, those silvers um, in basketball. And that has already made it have this huge international appeal, particularly in the Far East. Obviously, we're seeing it now massive here in Europe. Why? Because we have access to it as well. So it made the Panini selling it was absolutely fantastic. It made a lot of people look like proper mugs when they've been buying it for 120, 140 for a blaster box in the States when you factor in your postage and everything. But it's fantastic that we had a market to it. Um, the groups we're in are flooded with it. That's fine. That's all good. And that's dandy, I think. Um, but I really do think that it is a great product. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I know it's odd for me, but I really like Mosaic. I, I like um, some of the, a lot of the short print parallels. They're really good. I don't think it's going to go away. I think those value, the values within some of those rookies at silver level or some of those autumns and, uh, autos and parallels, nebulas, I think they're going to hold some serious value. I think they will be up there probably in a couple of years' time with those sort of three or four rookie cards that you want um all going to hold value for those big players so i've got a lot to say about it i know that people getting a bit bored because everybody's been flooded with it because everybody pretty much has bought some mosaic but i i do think it's a great a a great really really good product i'm really really i was really really happy it was coming to football the only thing that i think people need to be watched out for and this is more like you know it's like a jerry springer thing but stop buying so many blaster packs people like I've seen people buy like 20 and then moan that they didn't hit a Herbert or a Burrow. Like, what are you thinking? You could have fucking bought one for the amount you've just spent. So I think there needs to be a little, you know, people need to be a little bit more sensible about what they're doing. These are blasters. They're supposed to be fun. That's all. They're just a bit of fun. And when you're paying 35 quid or what we, yeah, 35 quid a box that we were paying, it's a bit of fun. Um, but if you're chasing the big stuff, I, I, yeah, I think you need to look at yourself. That's not a smart investment strategy. Um, you're going to end up with a lot, a lot of base to get rid of. Obviously, with Panini UK selling it to uh, the market over here, it has gone uh, batshit crazy in the in the groups over here. But that has led to a few people complain that it's turned into the mosaic group. It just means that more people are trading cards, and obviously some some people some people are selling some people's prices for like base cards, like two pound for a base card. It's like, come on, mate, behave yourself. It's not, you know, it is what it is. I've bought a few from the secondary market on eBay, but I've bought like 
lots of Seahawks cards where it's 10 or 12 cards, obviously not like the really low number parallels and stuff, just to get a like a job lot of 10 cards are like $9. To me, that's, that's nice because it'll come over, it'll go in my base folder for all the players and stuff and build up from there. Let's just hope that Panini UK uh, continue to sell to the market over here. I know they put Spectre up there. Uh, it's still available now. Someone was posting earlier that there was it was available on, on a bit of a sale because is it £525 for a box now? Which, that, that's just it. People, people are going to pay £35, £45, £55 for a box to rip for fun. But not many people have got the cash to, to go and spend £550, £600 on a box of cards when you're likely to get stuck with the cards because you can't move them over here. So here's the thing with that they've, they've possibly they've, they've bought them two products over they've, they've possibly uh, like overstepped the mark a little bit in bringing in bringing spectra over here they've they've done no advertisement for it other than the fact they've put it on the social media channels that they're selling it they haven't pushed it there's been no games over here to tie it in with um none of those none of those sorts of things to, to make people aware that it's there and then gone oh it's a 600 quid box of cards <laughs> you know, you've you've got to go through the process of actually building your marketplace first, which you're only ever going to do with the cheaper products. Because if people aren't already bought in, they're not going to buy in at a 600 quid box of cards level. They probably don't mind buying in at a 35, 40 quid box, blaster box of cards. And whether that gets them interested or not, you know, it swings and roundabouts. If it does, it does brilliant. Um, and we've been saying that for best part of two and a half years. You know what I mean? We said that yeah. if it was going to happen, you had to make it accessible. You know, we're not expecting you to bring product over here. We're not expecting you to bring, like, you know, the flawless or impeccable immaculate because that's not going to be accessible to most people. We want you to bring over those, yes, those base-heavy products or blasters or whatever it is, but just make it accessible. And And that, you know, like I said, you're actually doing all right by paying that money considering they're about 750 at the moment um in the states on on ebay and stuff but you're not making any money back on the box <laughs> um unless no, you it, unless it, you hit something absolutely spectacular so it is kind of like a bit of a waste but you know it it could be an investment to buy and not rip it Especially that's true if, if that me and dan went out and on. spent a grand for two boxes by the time the national comes around next July, end of July, early August, and we're over in Chicago, you'll probably find DNA and blowout cards are offering bounties. We'd make two hundred pound a box on them mm. because the supply has, has dropped out. But then we've got the the problem that we know that all three of us, if we bought sealed product and it's sat in our house after a couple of drinks, it's more than likely it become unsealed product. So. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I. I literally last year because we we I still had um had a couple of boxes I think it was like a red turkey or something like that and I'd still had a load of packs that when we were collecting packs when you were over in the states and getting this gear and um, I don't know Rachel had gone and and taken the kids up to the mums or something and I thought well I'll have a cheeky couple of beers and I had about three or four beers and I thought bored now what am I going to do let's rip some pack and I opened everything. <laughs> everything that i had it got it got open 
right? <laughs> just like everything. And I, afterwards, I thought, like, shit, like, what have I done that for? But it was good fun, you know? And that's why we do it. And I think that's the thing about... I, I not, you know, like, I know we're always going, oh, blasters, that's shit. But, like, that's the cool thing. Like, if you can get the product and it's a good price, it is fun to rip. It's really fun. I, you know, we all love ripping it. It's just that, you know, this season's been so weird like for all of us um like you know normally brian would be over in the states a couple of times and bring over you know some packs for us and stuff so we got something to rip but it, it because of the way it's gone in the market um i'm really looking forward to my christmas calendar i've <laughs> basically got a load of gear downstairs that i've been sat on and waiting to to do the calendar so excellent stuff right let's move on now to something that happened last weekend which quite interested in what does the car mar- card market uh we all saw joe burrow's knee get obliterated uh unfortunately uh we were texting within about 20 seconds of it of it happening and dr brian said that's his knee completely gone that's more than just damage proved i was correct so there you go i may have to uh open up my own surgery when it comes to the injuries but I've, I've smashed both minds a bit so over the previous 25 years so that's probably where it comes from with Joe Burrow's injury, which is whichever way you want to look at, it, it's not a basic ACL. It's he's had knee reconstruction surgery. It's ACL, MCL, and God knows what else has gone wrong in there. They're talking he won't be ready for a year, maybe more. So he could miss all of this season and possibly all of next season as well. What does that do to his car prices? Is it a good time to buy? Is it a good time to sell? Uh, the man with the magical figures should go first. So let's go with Ryan. I'm glad you did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, in terms of in terms of Joe Bros, just just in terms of pure numbers, in terms of car prices. Um, so since the do so, let's say go back to the ninth of this month, right? Um, Straight away when Mosaic came out, his his Mosaic, this is just bases, right? We're changing hands over $100 a piece. Just the base, right? Um, there was a slow de- decline, obviously, is when people sort of realized that, okay, there's lots of Mosaic and there's going to be lots of bases. And it stabilized in, in the sort of area around about $30, okay? for Just for a base card. Um, since the weekend... It stayed around the $30, and then since the weekend, since the injury, you're now looking at about $18. So, the, the, obviously, the price is crashing. The reason why I use base card, and anybody wants to ask, and you can drop me a DM and have an argument with you, is because it's commonly sold, right? So, most, a, lot of the, a lot of the autos are not commonly sold, whereas the base is selling all the time, so you get a much better idea of where the market is really at with the player. So in basically, like if you look at Card Ladder, for example, his ladder score's gone down by four point nine six. Um, his growth his growth rate at the moment is minus eighty four percent. So that's what you're losing right now potentially on the value of your Joe Burrow <coughs> base cards. Obviously, for some of the autos and stuff, um, it's more difficult to look at it in this time frame because, like I said, they're a little bit more limited. Um, but it seemed to have stayed a little bit steady, the more desirable ones. But you can pick up a Joe Burrow Auto for two, $200, $250 um, in the last couple of days. I mean, I 
didn't think we'd see that if we carried through. I don't know whether you boys think that. So that's interesting. I mean, the other thing I was looking at when I was uh, looking at all this stuff, um, obviously we did a bit of pre-planning, um, is actually how much Justin Herberts have gone up. <laughs> so there's this negativity over Joe Burrow, but in the same breath, Justin Herbert's stock has really gone up. Um, we're talking now, if I just look again at the mosaic base, we're talking about $32 at the moment for a mosaic base. Um, and that is climbing from a nice low, um, around about $20 a piece. Um, if you look at something, you want to go a little bit more flashy. So we look at mosaic PSA 10, which there must be a million of them now. Um, you're talking nice, cool little 350. So Joe Burrow down, Justin Herbert. I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. Does it affect it next season, long-term value? Hmm. That's that's the question. And I think that we, we boys talk about this all a lot offline and stuff, but we know most of us actually keep by this kind of thing. Season you sell, out season you buy. And the reason is because there is a market correlation between when players are playing and when they're not. So Joe Burrow, probably his cards are probably going to bottom out, but sometime when we're all a little bit bored sometime in May, June, July. And then we'll have a better idea of what he's at. Also, the other thing is, what do the what do the Bengals do in the draft? And I'll leave that open if they if he's going to be out this long. Well, surely when the draft comes around, if the Bengals are picking top five, it, it depends who's available, doesn't it? Because the draft this year is going to be a huge crapshoot because teams are playing two, three, four games. Some are playing none at all. So you just don't know what you're getting this year. You've got Trevor Lawrence, who's obviously the the, the lot Top to be boy. number one. Yeah. So yeah, he he's whether he likes it or not, he's going to the Jets unless he decides to stay stay at school and not come out. But is it Justin Fields supposed to be the second round quarterback? But he's not been good at all. Oh, I, I, I'm going to disagree slightly. I think that is okay. There's, there's a. I think there's. I mean, I'm. I've got my spreadsheet ready to go to do my. Um, to do my scoring for um, for Braff. I, there's not too much. Di- they're very different quarterbacks, very different quarterbacks, but there's not too much difference between the two, I don't think. Okay. They're different quarterbacks. What I mean is their, their prospect potential in the NFL isn't much different. It's just that they're very different style of quarterback, so it's all about fit. Excellent stuff. Let's go on to to Dan and uh, Dan. Would you be selling your Joe Barrow cards now, or would you be uh, tucking them away for the rainy day? I'd sell them tomorrow if I'd got any, hundred <clears throat> percent. Purely for the fact that um, I know what Ryan said about when his market bottoms out, but then but then coming back to what you said about how long he's going to be out for, I know that's an intangible that we we, we don't know yet in terms of officially how long he's going to be out for. But if he starts missing. The beginning of next season, even if he misses six, seven games, he's so far out of people's consciousness that it could just it could have a massive impact on the value of these cards. Um, and does he ever? Well, does he ever come back the same? I guess is is the other thing. You know, the one big the one big marker that was put against Tua was can he ever come back from the injury he suffered? Um, that that marker is now attached to Borrow, and you wait and see when he actually when he actually plays, but. I think if he does miss time next season as well, I think his cards could be bottoming out at the beginning of next season because nobody's talking about him. 
because he's injured and he's out. So, you know, we all talk about the, the sort of the perfect storm in prospecting, um, very much what what Mahomes did in that you're, you're a backup. You go into a you go into a place where you're a known backup and and you're not going to see the field. You're not going to see playing time. It's it's kind of like. <laughs> it, that's the perfect storm, isn't it? That that your 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 prices your prices never rise. Well, I can see Burrows plummeting to sort of that that point for me. And I mean, I don't want to like shit on a kid or anything because I I really 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 do like Joe Burrow. I mean, you know, outstanding stuff that he did at LSU last year, and and I, I do think that he he's played very well. But he plays for the Bengals, and we know when you're prospecting. There are so there are loads of factors, and we've discussed it on previous shows. And maybe we'll do it when we get to sort of draft time in the new year. But the thing is, is that were the Bengals realistically going to be able to put in a position where he's going to be competing for championships? No, you said it before that they're yeah. a cheap franchise. Because because that's that's the kind of money that we're really looking for, right? In a quarterback, in, in, if you're going to prospect cards, you you want to hit big. That's where you need the guy to end up. It's why you could argue, you know, if you bought a load of tour stuff at the beginning of the season, yes, it might be expensive. Tua's got a pretty good chance, right? Miami looking not too shabby. They've got a ton of draft capital next year. Seems to have settled down their back room and they've got a good coach. Like, that's there's a prospect there who could who, who could be competing for championships. Um, so I always felt that Burrow would bottom out either way. It's just unfortunate that it's happened this way because, like I said, I do really like him. You guys have brought up Tua. He was benched last weekend for... Uh, well, it wasn't for injury, it's for performance issues. Mm-hmm. He was what, he'd thrown for about 85 yards or something in, in three quarters. Mm-hmm. Do we think he is going to turn out to be uh, as good as the, the people that champion say he's going to be? Or do we think he's just going to be kind of an average to middle quarterback? What do you think, boys? Go on, Ryan. I'll let you go. You watched far more of them than, than I have in college. <laughs> I, 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 I think his raw talent is immense. And um, they, the problems I think that the Dolphins are struggling with is around what they have around him and being able to adjust from a Fitzpatrick quarterback-led team to a tour quarterback-led teams, very, very different, very different quarterbacks. I think they will get it right in the long term. Um, were they right to bench him or not? It's a question, Mark. I think they should have left it a little bit longer, personally, to bring him into the team. Um, uh, but but I think overall, yeah, he's got talent, but he's got nothing around him. He hasn't got really a run game at all. He's got some average wide receivers, I think if the Dolphins, and I hate to say it because you all know that Bubble's my best mate, and I, I hate to say it, but you know if they have a good draft, retool, comeback, second-year bounce tour, you watch those rookie cards and prices go absolutely through the roof. You still got no running backs because they've got two Washington Huskies there. So. <laughs> yeah, they haven't got any running backs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Right then, so... With Burrow's injury, he was the main chase, obviously, along with Tua and Justin Herbert this year. With his injury, is it going to push down the 
secondary market prices of boxes when they come out? Or are they still going to be, we know they're going to be sky higher, but is it going to be pushed down? We saw earlier today that uh, Prism first off the line is released in a couple of days' time, Dutch auction style. That's starting at $2,000 a box for people to bid on. The same product that was in 2017, Prism was $135 a box retail. So $2,000 a box, first off the line, Dutch auction. Guys, what do we think people will start buying that? Let's start with you, Dan. Oh, there's going to be, there'll be boxes sold at two grand because there'll be stupid people that are that desperate for them that they, if they want to make sure they get them. Um, where's it going to bottom? It'd be more interesting. I don't know how low a figure they're going to have on that. Um, I don't, does anybody, do we know what the, what the, what the very bottom end is? Have they put that out there? No, I think it can go down to, to zero, I'd imagine. But it'll, yeah, it's normally it'll a bottom up, point, isn't there? Yeah, there's no because when what were we looking at last year when we nearly bought them, Brian? Because they did bottom and they bottomed at like whatever, a couple hundred dollars. Yeah, it was about two fifty. I think it was bang on two hundred, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, contenders two hundred. Yeah, yeah. So they will, so they will have a bottom point at some point. Do they get there? Probably not. Probably not. Oh. I mean, this sounds like this sounds a lot like sort of a panini robbing people and, and, and charging too much money from a few conversations I've had since, since the last podcast we had, th- this is probably the one thing I wouldn't begrudge Panini, um, making some money out of first off the line rather than watching everybody else, everybody else make the money, to be honest. So, um, good yeah. luck to selling them for that. <laughs> uh, I, I reckon they'll be under a grand. I yeah, reckon. Brian, I don't know. I don't know about you, mate. Seven. Do you think, do you think somebody's trying to cozy up to Panini here? <laughs> it goes to one industry event which we're not allowed to talk about and then suddenly it's you know Pinini are wonderful they're great they're my best friends I love them they send me three t-shirts yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like hmm I, I think I think coming out of that it was just interesting to hear sort of how the market works so I know we're, I know we're touching on prison but Flirting back to, to Mosaic and hobby box prices. So hobby boxes for Mosaic have been around eight hundred dollars pretty much from start to finish, I believe. Are they are they still around eight hundred dollars? Ryan, you'll probably know better than me. Um I would I would guess so. I'll get an exact figure in a second, but yeah, they probably probably I'd I'd yeah. Let's let's say yes for yeah, now, but so, I'll get an exact figure. Okay. So uh, I know full well that Panini is selling them to um secondary sellers at a hundred dollars a box. Um, and I also know that the product was designed to be a hundred dollars a box, and the fact card prices being the way they are is something that scares them as much as it scares us. And from from the horse's mouth, the reason for that is they haven't produced an eight hundred dollar hobby box when they've produced Mosaic. They've produced a one hundred dollar hobby box. They're saying that as far as they're concerned, there's nothing in there. To warrant an eight hundred dollar price tag, and and they're worried that people who are going to go and buy it, and then excuse the pun, but kicking the shit out of Panini after the fact because they've got a load of crap in their eight hundred dollar hobby box. Well, if you bought a one hundred dollar hobby box, you wouldn't have as much of an issue with that, would you? So, you know, I think I think card prices are 
are in a in a very very strange place at the moment, and I think that the producers of these of these these cards are in as much of a pickle with that as what us collectors are. I just had a quick look on eBay whilst you were, were talking then, Dan, and the uh, contenders that we didn't buy at 200 last year, they are currently selling, uh, and it's proper sales, not just uh, listed price, uh, 375 a box at the moment. So double your money. We missed out on but Yeah. yeah. Story of our life. <laughs> but it, people are going to jump in on prison, probably around $1,500 mark, because... The non-first off the line prism that is available pre-sale with DNA and blowout and people like that for sixteen hundred dollars a box. People like Mojo and that have got uh, prism breaks up because it comes out. Is it the second of December? It comes out. Is it next week? I think it's next Wednesday. Yeah, comes out then. They've got they've, for a few weeks now. They've had breaks up. Pick your team breaks and stuff, and the prices are just absolutely obscene. <laughs> absolutely fucking obscene. It's Ridiculous. The Seahawks have jack shit in product this year in the rookie card wise. We've got, excuse me, fourth round running back and a first round linebacker. That, those are the only cards are in there. Not worth a lot. And in a case break, 12 boxes, uh, Seahawks are going for like $179 for a spot. And last year with DK Metcalf around, who was uh, obviously quite well known, even though he went in the second round. I was picking up the Seahawks for like 59, 65 bucks a time for a case break. Now I'm not going to invest into that because there's, there's nothing decent I'm going to hit. You've got the Bengals and the Chargers and we'll see the Dolphins because of the three quarterbacks. They're going for like seven, $800 a time in the, in these case breaks. That's, it's insane. We say the same thing every episode, but, but it just is. I don't know how a product that was $140 three years ago is now $1,400 more <laughs> on earth. Has, has it gone like that? As, what's, the, what's the, uh, what's, what's the, what's the makeup of the box? So I know like mosaic uh, when we, when we were talking about that's been designed to be the, the hundred dollars, it's, it's only got one auto in. I know prism only ever used to have one auto in. I don't know if that's still the case. It's no, two, 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 two autos. autos yeah. About 10 inserts, you get 12, you get 12 packs, 12 uh, cards per pack. Nine prisms, two silvers, four insects. Yeah, exactly. So, I won't be getting involved in any of that. I, I know us guys, we're all involved in like, uh, the big breakers over here. Where there's 10 of us that, that put our money in and we buy into uh, breaks. At the end of the year, we, we snake draft them out. We've been looking at Impeccable tonight, and I saw some that broke last night. That looks a nice product. That oh, looks beautiful. Okay. There was, yeah, uh, Buck City had a preview break of the first off the line. They broke a box last night and they pulled out a, a Master Strokes card, which are obviously one per case. Beautiful cards. Mm, I love it. There's, unfortunately, they, the rookie cards are on there with Mystic Rose. They are still the college pictures that every product mm. seems to have, but that, due to the pandemic this year, you can't really fault them for that. That's not their fault this year. So you have to give them a bit of a squeeze on that one. But Impeccable is a nice product and Impeccable is. Is that about eight hundred dollars a box now? That was four fifty, four hundred a couple of years ago. I think it's yes, yeah, probably that. It might even be a little little touch more. Um I've seen the first obviously first off the lines up. Um 
Yeah, that comes back to what are you buying? What are you buying? Eight hundred dollars for a prison box or eight hundred dollars for an impeccable? I know which one I'm buying. It's no contest, is it? No. No, not at all. Well, I, don't, know I, don't quite, I don't quite get then how, how impeccable hasn't had the same knock. If you know, if you know what I mean, I'd, I'd, it's hard to it's hard to work out why Prism's gone up thousand percent in price, and yet thing is, and Impeccable's only gone up hundred percent. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a strange one. So, uh, first off, the line Impeccable is fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred. Mm-hmm. Holy moly! Okay. I don't think it was that much. But uh, they haven't got any standard on here. Let's uh, chat away yeah. and I'll check DNA. Because I looked uh, last night, Buck City put three cases of Impeccable up on, online. I bought the Seahawks in just one case uh, for 45 because it's not really a massive checklist. There's some deco items in there. A couple of Russell Wilsons as well. So 45, I don't mind paying that, uh, which is probably way under what most other breakers do, which is um, good guys. So, Fairness, that Leighton's break isn't bad value then in that case. No, no, it's not. It's not at all. Because what was it? It was first off the line. It was about 450 for a case of first off the line, which is three boxes. Divisions. Yeah, Yeah. so... So what, they're making 3.6 on that? 3,600. So it's got to be $1,000, maybe a little bit more a box, but they'll be getting it for less than that. Yeah, because yeah, 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 they're, get, they're getting it from other <laughs> other sources. That Dan probably knows. But yeah, we we've seen the we've yeah. seen the list. We know how much these people are paying for their cases. Yeah, it is a business after all. You can't moan. Then no, absolutely. They're... Everybody's got to make the money. The problem is, is and I know that that it was it it was touched on at the industry summit when the ones that bits that I've watched that came out on YouTube was that. Everybody's getting their slice of the cake or trying to get their slice of the cake at the moment, but everybody's got to be a little bit careful um, yeah. not to get too much of it because uh, that's what, like, like I said, what hap- has happened in the past, in the 90s and the 80s, and, and also to to much of an extent in basketball in the mid-noughties. It's, uh, it, it can make it all topple over. Anyway, DNA, impeccable, yeah, grand. Okay. Which is, yeah, I bought a box of the dark blue cover. What was that, 2017 again? Or was that 2018? I bought a box for 399 retail out there mm. a couple of years ago. So, yeah, I think just touching on Dan's point where he says, why has Prism gone through the roof? I think we're seeing the effect now of a lot of the basketball collectors have yeah. come into football. Yeah. And they don't chase autos. For them, the chase is the parallels. It's the what do you want to call it? The golds out of ten, and the <clears throat> and the one of ones, and the blacks out of five, or whatever. That's where a lot of the money is at the moment. There's crazy money. That's why my DK based rookie cards are going for like fifty five, sixty dollars a time now. Look, you know, it's, if we if we were if we if we still had tops being able to produce football product, you can screw off your NT booklets and all that cack and your whatever. It would be the tops Chrome Super Refractor. Because if you had that bad boy for the last three seasons of those rookie quarterbacks, then you would you would have some serious serious money in your hands. Excellent stuff. Wow. Right then, let's move uh, on to Project Twenty Twenty. All of us are still 
whittling away at our list of what we need on there. I think there's about three or four weeks worth of cards left to come out. Uh, Ryan, what what you got left to collect tonight? Um, I think I've got a few Gregory Sis. I've got, I've still got yeah, I've still got a good few Gregory Sis. I've got to go back and um, get the ones that I missed. I think Gibson. We're we're not doing too badly. Obviously, I picked up one or two in in Razzies, the higher expensive ones. But we've still got Grotesque and Chang to pick up. Like we were talking off air, that those prices seem to have uh, starting to sort of really. They're not going anywhere. They're, they're not they're coming down a little bit, but they're not they're not going up. So dependent on um what we decide to do with 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 cards or the hobby in the first part of next year i'm pretty confident i'll be picking those up and um but we always knew i always knew when i started it off it it would be a labor of love to complete the collections there's no rush here just pick up the cards you need now and then go back and at some point um get get those collections done how are you doing with your collection dan i know you've got more players to collect than uh, ryan and i have yeah, I, yeah, I similar to Ryan had a, a GS, GISI shipment and got them in hand. So I got my first uh, my first feel of them, so to speak. They are very nice, very nice in uh, in hand. Much much nicer than the uh, the pictures. And uh, in fairness, there's a few that the pictures really don't do do any justice to at all. Um, <clears throat> I'm totally away. I started later than you guys, so I've got quite a few of the early ones that I. Uh, that I've still got to pick up, and I, similar to similar to Ryan, I aren't, I wasn't overly fussed about chasing them and and what have you. They'll 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 turn up when they turn up. They, even the lowest print runs, there's still a thousand of them out there, so they're gonna they're gonna keep propping up, aren't they? Um, I'll I'll pick them up at some point and uh, get them in the frame, get them now looking nice on the wall. Yeah, the bottom does seem to be falling out. At times, there's. There used to be so much activity every day when a card was released. A couple of guys in one of the Facebook groups would, would razz a card and people would be champion of the bit to, to get hold of one or whatever. But but now it's just gone completely dead on there and people are flogging off entire sets. They've obviously got every card up to now and they're going to buy the whole set. I think one guy was selling it, was it, it went like $29,000 or something for a set, mm. which is... It's a bit silly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you're not getting that, mate, are you? And I've I think... Got, and I think that's the that's the thing in it, Brian. It's like we can chase on eBay, but you know that a lot of these guys are going to dump a lot of stuff. We're probably going to need <laughs> after Christmas. Of course, they are. Yeah, I've just got that Griffey Saladin to get, and there's two more Griffey cards to come out. I think and two more Chan cards to come out, and that's me completed. I think I need one of the early Changs as well, but they're going like 150 bucks. I'm not paying that. I said, let, let the market come to you on this one. It's uh, in for the long haul. Only when I get my coffee table made with them featuring as, as the uh, as the top, which uh, Dan's going to get his old man to, to knock up for me. <laughs> Once that is done, that'll be an absolute masterpiece. So that's the plan. Sticking, sticking with tops while we're on it. Um We'll stick with we'll stick with Project Twenty Twenty aspect first of all. Next year, have you uh, have you guys been reading up on what's up? What they're doing next year in a similar no. vein to Twenty Twenty. So don't tell me they're year's... going to do Project Twenty Twenty One. I don't think my bank balance can take it. 
Well, it depends whether you want to be involved or not, because next year's next year's project twenty twenty one is Star Wars. So it's it's absolutely bears absolutely zero interest for me at all because I'm I'm not into that crap. I've never watched it, um, but I might dip my toe into card one and card two and just see what happens. Having <laughs> felt like I missed out on uh, on the early goings of this one, I might just see uh, just just see what happens. I don't know about you guys. Did they say it's going to be the same artists or is it different ones or? I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just that the the, the, the project is is going to be it's going they're going to do the same thing again, one like two cards every day or whatever. But it's going to be completely Star Wars based. So it's probably, I would imagine it with a lot less cards. That's not sustainable. Like not like a sport, is it? Um, but then Matt Taylor, Matt Taylor's got to be in there and do it because obviously he that's what he's famous for. He's famous for Star Wars poster uh, posters, movie posters. But Star Wars collectors are absolutely mental, though, aren't they? So they buy. Yeah. 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 I was that's that's in... what I was thinking. I was thinking if I could just dip my toe into the first few and see what the print runs like, um, yeah, and it's... see whether see whether anybody's paying any attention to it, and then see if it blows up in the same way. That might just be the flipping opportunity just to get out of it again. <laughs> that's what I was thinking about it. So if you flip your R two D two card number one and your Chewbacca number two. You could invest in more Pokemon like you like to do these days, then. Exactly. Exactly. Or that em- emoji sticker book that I sent you the link to. <laughs> <laughs> Going off on another tangent, um, did you see the Tops Series 2 UK release? Yes. Uh, very interesting. Very interesting. It's interesting it's really how much wonderful. money it's going for in the US. I was just going to say that. What I was going to say was it's it's very interesting how much we flip that back to the US because <laughs> I I, uh, I saw one bloke I saw one bloke who bought cases of the stuff he'd got 40 boxes of it and was knocking it out for an absolute fortune stateside. I really really wish I'd got involved. Really wish what I'd was, got a sealed box of that. What was the price over here then? 60 bucks or 70 60 quid 70 quid wasn't expensive a box so that's about 90 dollars then yeah um what you what you flipping for stateside about 150 maybe yeah about 150 at the moment i think 150 160 not bad is it the, the interesting thing with them is that they did that they've got a uk flag on so um, they've got the Union Jack on, so it's specific to to that card set that was that was never released stateside. So it, I suppose it gives UK collectors a little bit of something that they will get access to it because people like that bloke have bought forty boxes. But you know, it gives it gives UK collectors a little bit of something that that the the, the US market can't readily get hold of. It's so a nice speak. move as well. You know, obviously we talked about it and you talked about it quite a lot, Dan. That you know that that MLB move into the UK market and that Tops coming with it as a genuine partner, rather than like with Panini, where, well, <laughs> they don't. Well, they just have. Nap, yeah. Yeah, and it's got a specific. It's got a specific insert set about the royal family, I think. Um, yeah, they and, like and shit. other things. Yeah, they do. Yeah, Margaret Thatcher on a card. Nobody wants that. No. Um... <laughs> <laughs> 
just thought it was. I just think it's a very nice touch in the same way that they did the, the boxer cards for the international series games. Mm. Yankees Red Sox. I, th- I think that is uh, if they, if they want to bring collecting over here, that's an inspired way to do it. I'm assuming all these uh, Tops UK cards are sold out now, are they? Yeah, they're yeah, sold, sold out, out pretty quickly. Half an hour. Yeah, it wasn't long. <laughs> yeah. Man alive. Might have to uh, log on to YouTube and watch a couple of those boxes being broken. So I think the there last some couple of... very nice autos coming out of them. Oh, was so there? Obviously you... Yeah, because you... a lot of the autos, there's, there's, there's obviously your, your bigger vets now. They're not rookies anymore, but Vladdy was in there. Um, what's his face? Is it Pete Rose? Is it Pete Rose for the Mets? Um, yeah. He's got an, he's got an auto in there, and obviously again, it's on the it's on the Union Jack card. So again, it's an auto card that just isn't going to be readily available in the US. So you'd imagine that's got some stonking value to it. Yeah, then that's something. <laughs> that third time's like, God, something we've missed out on. <laughs> Could have made the money there. Could have taken a few boxes over to Chicago next year and moved them on. Oh yeah, you, yeah, definitely. Something to watch out for, I think. I think the problem is there's so much stuff going on at the moment. We've got to, got to get it all together, boys. We've got to get it all back together. <laughs> Read these emails that keep coming through and be ready to go. <laughs> Everything, you, you kind of get lost in what is coming out because yeah. products are listed to come out and then they don't come out and you don't know why they haven't come out. And products that have been listed, we all follow the same sort of guys on, on Twitter. There's breakers asking questions any chance we can have the, the checklist for this product it came out three days ago we don't know which is just that, that, that's poor really you must know the checklist you know i mean people people are blind pricing so you could buy into a break and it's mainly for baseball at the moment you could blind buy into a break hoping to hit like a really high-end card and find out that that guy's not actually in the product and you paid way over the edge over the top obviously you could also have a bit of a result and find that there's some some like Babe Ruth cuts or something in the in there, but you, the Yankees are never cheap, cheap in any break, are they? So let's be honest about that. But it's it's pretty poor from from tops to, to do that, even though their customer service is good. And I say that now because I've still got that definitive redemption that I'm going to try and get something for next year. <laughs> that is the holy grail card, mate. The Marshawn Lynch, Russell Wilson definitive card expired, but. Flash the old press passes at them and, and see if they'll give us a box of baseball cards for them that we can rip there and see what the crack is. So, so yeah, there we are. Anything else to bring up, gentlemen, before we uh, meander off towards our our beds? It's getting quite late. It is now boy, Tuesday, the 23rd of November. This has been recorded two days before Thanksgiving. Well, to our American listeners, both of you, happy Thanksgiving. Hope you have a great time out there. To our UK listeners, Thank you for listening again. You'll find us floating around on social media and various other places. There are plans for once the uh, pandemic comes to an end and we've all been injected and we all turn into mutants with four heads, so we look like we come from Stoke. We are going to do a live episode and possibly have a get-together where we'll invite some special guests down to join us and rip live on air. So that'll be something to look forward to. So anything else to add before we go, gentlemen? No, thanks for listening. Um, happy collecting. Uh, myself, Brian Water, from my co-host Dan here and Ryan Stalker. Been a pleasure. This is episode 26. Catch you for episode 27 sometime in the near future. <laughs> <laughs>